Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast and this week I'm here with another bonus episode with one of my favorite clients ever. She is literally one of the clients that you like everyone every single person I ever talk to wishes they they had someone in their programs and in their services like this. Dawn is like full of energy always. She's the cheerleader for everyone else in the group. She is super social, super coachable, super open. And honestly, it is a blessing to have her on this podcast sharing her magic with everyone because I don't know how she does it. So Dawn, tell us who you are. What do you do? Who do you do it for? Mm, thank you, Lisa, for that sweet um, introduction. I am Dr. Dawn Browning, founder of Whole Soul Wellness. I'm a holistic solutions provider, and I work uh, with entrepreneurs, creatives, and those who are seeking to do their best work, um, so service providers in, in, in many cases, to do their best work, but they find that they don't have the energy, the clarity, the confidence that they feel that they need to pull it off. I live with type 1 diabetes that has taught a lot taught me a great deal and I suspect that will come up in our conversation today and I'm also a full-time researcher so I have a full-time job that I love and I'm building my business whole soul wellness so I have these multiple um, responsibilities if you will that have actually helped shape who I am and how I show up so it's a joy to be here welcome yeah I think it's a really really important distinction like a lot of the time that I work with people there is there is this desire to leave a corporate hellhole job that people hate and a lot of the time like we've had another great person on the podcast her name's Chrissy and she she and I also had this conversation around like how actually she doesn't want to leave her job because she loves it and how she's you know been building her multiple six figure business doing that and I think it's a very similar thing where you popped into my world and I remember one of those distinct like conversations that I was like go and listen to that podcast because it's the same thing like you don't have to hate what you're doing you can be a multi-passionate entrepreneur it just requires a different system and a different strategy for you right and I think that's where we really connected because I really understood that you wanted to have these different like fingers in many pies as I like to, to say, <laughs> don't have many interests, by the way. <laughs> don't it's like, I want to interview this and this and this. But I think that it's a, it's a really great um, place to start because I do think that it affects how we make decisions as business owners mm-hmm. when we have this really interesting background of, okay, I'm a researcher, I'm a doctor, I do this, like my life's work is over here. And then there is this other this other hidden thing that I'm not exploring in my corporate life, let's call it that, that has really helped me be a more energetic human. Um, would, would you agree with that? I would um, on many levels. And I um, 
I will say that um, a few things, if I may. Uh, one is that I, I'm with you and that I, I really have a, a fair amount of disdain, actually, for the nine to five side hustle. You, 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 you poor thing, you're in a cubicle, you're a slave. Um, the way that you hear a lot of online business coaches talk, right, um, to and about those of us who do have jobs. And I think, um, and, and so to where they almost devalue work yeah. or working. And I understand fully there are circumstances and situations that people do want out of, and they are creating their dream. And, and I, I support all of that. And I will say that I am no less because I love my work. Um, I'm doing very valuable things. I want to leave the world a better place. And I find that that definitely happens in my, my research. I'm a, I'm a researcher in the field of agricultural ecology and, and in the work that I do as a holistic health provider um, or service provider, I should say. And, and it, I've had someone ask me um, because doTERRA essential oils, uh, I am aligned with a network marketing company that I love and we could talk about that some other time or if it comes in, but like I've had people ask me in that role, like, well, why are you even doing this business if you're making six figures, you know, with your job? And I'm like, because this brings me joy. This is fulfilling. This is fueling the passion. This gives me energy when I do it in a way that's aligned with what I need and how I work. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so important. And I think it's, and I think this is a wider conversation too. Like if you have multiple businesses that you love, for example, my, my co-founder, my partner, business partner in crime, Casey, she has a dance business and she loves it. And I would never be like, you should stop doing your dance business because how dare you, your whole energy needs to be here. Like, mm -hmm. no, we, we are multi-passionate people. Like I have hobbies and I have other things that I do in my life that I will probably at some point monetize. Like, let's face it, because we can't help it as entrepreneurs. I think, <laughs> at least I can't. Um, but I think it's a really, really incredible conversation to be having that not all jobs are bad and that sometimes actually having that structure and having that space to play in gives us skills, gives us opportunities, gives us knowledge, gives us a base to work from, to work from a better place, right? And again, this is not like mm -hmm. current jobs, but, but equally, if you're in that space, I think it's absolutely fine for you to be multi-passionate. It's just about how you're building and managing your energy. I, I agree with you fully. And I will also say that I do really, really, really feel that this conversation is an important one to have. And I will also add that, you know, just to kind of build on what you just said, I mean, I uh, am a certified yoga therapist. I'm on the path to becoming a certified aromatherapist. I have a PhD in ecology. I mean, I have the credentials, right? And I want to help people who are looking to evolve and have tried all the things that are recommended to them, but hasn't, haven't worked yet. And I get to do the work, my business, the way I do, because I have the security mm -hmm. of a paycheck. 
you know, and there are those who say, oh, well, you're not, because you don't have to earn the money, you're not doing it, you're not hardworking enough, or that's not enough drive for you. And I really disagree with that. And so this conversation is um, very uh, important to me. So thank you for bringing it up. No, definitely. I think it's a really interesting one because, so I remember actually us having a conversation in one of our coaching calls around this, like, there are different ways of creating your life security. There are different ways for you to create that stability. One of those ways is to have a job and a cushion and a transitionary period where mm-hmm. you're like, you literally phase out your job. And mm-hmm. that's what you do if you want to leave your job. But the other way is that you, you know, you create that security within your business, which I think, by the way, a lot of entrepreneurs don't do that. They're like, hot mess express and then they fail their payment plans and they're like looking for the next shiny object marketing strategy and they're like which coach you know which coach jesus figure in the coaching world will save me next like let's look at the five bro marketers out there and maybe their funnel strategy will work and like that's not i don't obviously agree with that but i think there is a a wider conversation to be had around here around this this topic of how is it that you create that security for yourself within your business and within your life and one of the ways that is not wrong is to have a job that you love mm-hmm. or is to have a different business that supports you as you build something else and is to be smart with the way that you appropriate your funds and appropriate your time and your energy. And, and your energy, yeah. And your energy, right? And that's the important link because what we talked about with Dawn, when you know you came you came through our doors, you were like, Well, I'm sort of doing this thing and maybe it's this and maybe it's that. And like, here are all of the pieces of this puzzle, like help me pull it all together. And I remember one of the main conversations that we had was like, Oh, like, okay, once we put this puzzle together, are you sort of ready to outsource? And you were Mm -hmm. like, Oh, yes, I have thought about having a VA, but I could never, I could never outsource because I am not making enough money in my business to do that yet. Do you remember yep. that conversation? I do remember that conversation. And I want to um, just to, to reflect to you, your genius is in listening. You take words that your clients say and you put them together in a very illustrative um, way or that, that illustrate what's coming through, maybe in between the words, so to speak. Um, And we did, I think, in that session that you're referring to, um, define this signature offer. And it was, it still, um, it it feels amazing and I'm creating it and I'm doing it in a way that um, feels aligned and um, coherent with the energy I have to give it and on my timeline, but then, but that also moves me forward. Because I um, have spent a lot of time, I mean, I'm a learner. That's my top, my top uh, strength from the Gallup, Gallup poll. And, you know, I am devoted to learning and um, I need to, and, and teaching. But I sometimes tend to in the, spend more time in the learning sphere. Um, and I'm moving into the teaching sphere more. Um, more frequently, I guess. And that's kind of what you um, help me see. And then, yes, there, 
um, I did, I am at a point where I simply saw, and this is kind of an assessment that I, I'm excited to offer your listeners and in, um, as, as, a, as a gift for listening and specifically for you uh, to show my gratitude for you and them for listening. So thank you, listener, for being here. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> What's the sorry, that was a roundabout way of saying I have something, a gift for you. <laughs> um, and you can't see my face, but I'm smiling. Um, and and I think, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> but it's about like kind of understanding um, what's giving you energy, what depletes your energy. And we're talking a lot about energy. It's come up multiple times in this conversation. And in a moment, I guess I'll define it like more clearly because I think um, because that would feel good to me. But like but knowing what gives you energy and what depletes it is is foundational. And there's just a couple key questions that you can ask yourself. And I'll offer those to you um, in the in the in the gift and and with going through that process was really really important for me um, because that's when I'm like oh my gosh formatting my blog posts and formatting my emails and my email service provider they like zap the life out of me you know yeah. yet those are two important aspects of outreach and content creation and sharing but I'm like okay this is someone I could pay some pay someone to help me with yeah, definitely. That's so important. And yeah, and I think before, you know, we can definitely define what energy is. And I think it's really, really important to understand that, like, as a business owner, you have to, like, before we even get to that energy conversation, you need to understand what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses mm -hmm. and where to actually place your attention. And yep. I feel like, you know, being scatterbrained and half-assing everything forever and ever and ever more isn't the vibe for building a sustainable business that grows whether you have a job another career whether this is your full-time thing like no one wants to follow half-assed leaders like that's that's the truth you know and I think that there is as part of that energy management conversation there is also an energy that I think you step into as a CEO when you actually look at okay here is where my energy is going here here are the here are the things that i have to do on my to-do list right and what in that to what is in that to-do list that actually i don't need to do and i think one of the most beautiful reframes that you gave me right in our coaching was when you explained your methodology and by the way this is why i love being a coach because you get to learn really cool you know really cool different strategies and methodologies and just different perspectives on how you view world uh, the the world, I should say, and we were talking about burnout, and you were like, "Oh well, this is this, burnout means this," and I was like, "Oh my god, this is, that is a genius way to link like the elements." So, I guess I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because I feel like dawn magic needs to be spread far and wide. But dawn, let's start here. What okay. is what is energy? Well, energy is, I mean, it, it's it's life force, right? It is, um, and it it generally has, and I'm gonna like bring everybody back to my like AP physics class in high school for just a moment, I promise, but it will, I, I think it'll help. And like there's potential energy and then there's kinetic energy. And it's essentially what makes the world go round. It's what makes you move. It's what brings life to the planet. All right. And, and so when we talk about energy commonly in um, there's a lot of energy healers and I'm using air quotes and I, and I, and I want to say this, actually, um, to be clear. I'm not a healer. 
um, except for the, the way I heal myself, right? I don't heal anyone. I'm a guide that can help others in their healing journey. So there's a lot of people that work in the energy, um, I guess we'll just call it energy field or energy healers. And, and I th that's really what it comes down to is in the, in the yoga perspective or field or way of life or thinking of looking at life is prana, it's life force. And here's this beautiful analogy that my, my, my teacher, Yogacharya, Dr. Ananda Balayogi Bhavanani shared with me, and it was like a light bulb went off. Your life begins on the inhale with your first breath. Your life ends on the exhale with your last. And that everything in between is what we make it. And so energy is this, this, it's this energy that we possess, and it's finite, though, it's finite it changes form but it's finite and so um so yeah I guess I, I'll stop there I can go on and on and I, I think you do. I'm like, it's so, so when you say it's finite what do you mm -hmm. specifically mean by that how does that show up I'm referring to the first law of thermodynamics that sedates that energy is neither created nor destroyed it simply changes shape Oh, okay. Or changes form. So. So when we say I have no energy, is that actually true? It means that it's shifted into another state. Like it might be where you can't access it generally. And I think, and this is a little bit of a of play of words. We do say that a lot, right? We do say that a lot. Or, or I hear it a lot. I've said it myself. Like I don't have the energy to do this. Well, the reality is I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's not a matter of like now, okay, I do feel like I have to clarify something. Um, in the case of of prolonged chronic illness, people on life support, like there are certainly circumstances where prana isn't flowing in the body, right? So please don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about those of us who are moving through the world and um, in in you know, relatively good health and, and our, um, I feel like we don't have the energy and we might be exhausted, but that means we're losing that energy somewhere else that may be beyond what we're thinking about. Yeah. And so in my program, that's part of what I want to help people understand is like through, um, through contemplating questions and looking at giving you offering a framework to kind of look at your circumstances and your situations and like, oh yeah, that's where it's going. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of curating your energy. Like that's the work that I do. That's, that's what I do. I help people curate their energy. I love that. So talk to me about living with diabetes because I feel like that's a really good segue. Like mm -hmm. we can hmm. talk about chronic illness and we can talk about chronic conditions and, um, you know, perhaps even if you don't have a chronic condition, talk about burnout, because I think some people are, are very much, particularly in this space, are chronically burnt out too, which I do think is a lesser, a lesser viewed, right? It's not as, it's not as if you can go to the doctor and say, I'm just super, super tired. Like typically when that happens here, they're like, well, take two weeks off, sleep it off and then go back to work. Like it's, it's not necessarily, it's like an invisible problem much like, and I'm not really equating the two, but I think that they're on a similar playing field where energy is concerned. Where, where yeah, in fact, chronic, um, you know, chronic illness. Yeah. 
Thank you for asking that question. And I'd say um, diabetes, uh, and, and I'll say more about that, <clears throat> excuse me, in a moment, but um, is, a, is an invisible disability. Like you wouldn't look at me and know that I have type 1 diabetes. At least my doctor says that. <laughs> 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 I'm not like Patty, but he's like, you don't have the metabolic machinery of someone that has type one diabetes because you take good care of yourself. And I'm like, thank you. And, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so that was a reference for that last comment. Not, not me just being snide. Um, but I, I, I'll say, um, and so thank you for asking that question. So I, I want to make, just to take a moment to make one clarifying statement. And that is diabetes is, um, often the word that's used to, to refer to things that are really two different diseases. There's type 1 diabetes that I live with, which is an autoimmune disorder, where my pancreas does not make insulin. Hmm. I have to take it from an outside source, whether that's multiple daily injections via um, syringe or an insulin pump, which is I have the privilege to have one. Type 2 diabetes is what I think of more as a lifestyle disorder where your body's ability to produce and use the insulin that it does make is impinged or hampered in some way. Um, and so to your question about energy managing it, um, particularly in the case of type 1 diabetes, but it also relates to those with type 2 diabetes as well. I think, you know, we're on this, the, um, if you're not in control and I hate, I really don't like to use that word. If you're not living in harmony with diabetes, let's say, you can be on this roller coaster of high blood sugar that plummets to low blood sugar, which makes you just want to pass out. You're so exhausted um, and is often mistaken for being drunk. Um, I've been arrested because I was low blood sugar before and then um, high and then low. It's just like this roller coaster and it's exhausting. You feel like you've been hit by a truck. And so that's, an, that is, I live with that. I have for 36 years. And as of this recording, I have no long-term complications. And I honestly feel like that um, distinction alone is probably my highest, like that's one thing that sets me apart and makes me qualified to talk about this. But in this way, then diabetes or type 1 diabetes for me ha can almost be seen as a gift because I have to manage my disease. I know what my blood sugars are almost all the time, and I, I act accordingly. And so I have to do that first, because if I don't, it doesn't matter how I show up in my job, in my relationships, in my business, because I don't. Mm. Right. Like I, I just don't. So I have to take care of myself first. And I invite those, my clients and people that I work with, to kind of take that opinion and take that view like it's not self-centered. But if you aren't, if you aren't taking care of yourself, that's by eating properly, taking rests, getting out into the sunshine or out into nature. I source energy from nature. Like that's another thing that I teach and not in an extracting way, but like, but it, that's an un, untapped resource. I guess I almost feel odd saying that because we exploit the earth in so many ways, but, but, um, it, I really encourage that in my clients and in my programs. Like that's really has to be important. And for a lot of us, particularly um, as women or those of us who identify as women are, it, it's, it's foreign almost to put ourselves first. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And I think that leads to low energy, right? Like in, exactly. in even in non-diabetes or non-disordered, quote-unquote, using air quotes here, um, bodies. Yep. And I think that's a really interesting link too, that no matter where you're at in life, I think you can have, like I remember going through a really severe uh, burnout and it, and, it, and it felt like that. Like if I ate the wrong things and I spiked my sugar, I like I felt drunk and if and then I just felt really really low and I couldn't and I couldn't you know like it's very different obviously the two but I definitely remember that feeling like you're not in control of your body and I think you bring up a really interesting point here that I again like I remember working with a client way back when and one of the things she was like I want to do this like seven day challenge in this Facebook group and I'm going to show up every day blah, blah, blah. but she had a ho- like a whole host of um health issues where like the reality was is that she was living in a world where she was pre-health conditions and she wasn't taking her physical state into account so what ended up kept happening was that she was like I have all these ideas but my body is limiting how I can show up and Mm. had a really you know I think quite a difficult conversation in that coaching call when I don't think she appreciated I was like I just I don't it was one of the only clients that I ever dropped because I was like, I can't get behind this. You're not looking after yourself. And I don't think this is the right strategy. And I think that there is, it's an interesting thing to think about like finite energy as a conversation mm-hmm. and how you're operating as an entrepreneur in all of these different seats if you are not putting yourself first, if your energy isn't the number one thing that you are nurturing and curating and growing. Right. And I think that that is a really that's the first thing that in me sets off alarm bells when I am out of balance. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm tired. I don't have as much energy. I don't want to get a video. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And it's like and it's usually because I've been eating shit. <laughs> I've been like not looking after myself properly. And I think it's a really, really interesting conversation here of like how how did you stop pushing yourself first? Was it like, I have to? Um, really good question. And um, I, I want to, if I may, respond to something that you said, though. Um, and, and that was that uh, it, I, everything that I've described in myself with, like, the roller coaster, um, I, it applies to you. You don't have diabetes because your pancreas works. But the physiology is the same that's it right and so one thing that you and i have talked about on more than one occasion and you've been open to let me kind of figure it out for myself ultimately i want to work with people with type 1 diabetes because i know that part of my life's vision and purpose is to be here is to be a light for others to know to see that you can live a vibrant beautiful luminous life with this condition it's not a death sentence. Mm. And yet, everything that I'm sharing applies to everybody. Yeah. And so, so that's number one. I just wanted to say and, and, you know, um, and also applaud you for, like, putting yourself in, like, in your own shoes. You can see the patterns that I'm talking about. And, and so that's beautiful. You know, I thrive with diabetes now, but I have not always been the person that I am today, right? Like, I have not always put myself first. I have, well, I've not always put my diabetes first. 
And um, I chose to not have children. I'm what I, I like to call is bli- I'm blissfully childless. And <laughs> I, I love all my friends that are mothers. I love children, but like they're just, I just felt that they were not for me. So when, um, so that is admittedly in this conversation, I don't have, um, I have my beloved partner, um, you know, we take care of each other, but I, I don't have that responsibility. Um, to your question, have I always, or when did I start putting myself first? It really followed. I had two very traumatic experiences in my life. One with hypoglycemia where I blacked out behind the wheel uh, due to low blood sugar. No one was hurt. I didn't hurt myself. Um, that was a wake up call. That was 24 years ago. Um, but it still didn't prompt me to make the changes that I have now. And then in 2016, I had a very powerful um, pivot situation with a prolonged hyperglycemic situation where my blood sugar was between 250 and 300. What we want it to be is 100 milligrams per deciliter for like 36 hours. And I was in an ashram at a yoga therapy, like uh, training. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and the, the lesson of that story was that my stress was ca- about being high was keeping the insulin from working. So that's the, I should maybe alert you, uh, point you to the podcast, the, the blog post, but that's the take home message. It was then that I decided, okay, I'm going to complete this program, become a yoga therapist, if for no one else, but for me. And through the process of doing that, we have to do 150 contact hours. And I worked with clients um, and seeing their results mm-hmm. and the light, seeing a light, the light bulb go off over someone's head when you're sharing principles and concepts that they might be familiar with, but haven't seen or heard them in the way that comes through in our sessions together. Like, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. Oh my God. And when I'm like, okay, I'm doing a business, then I have to, like, I have to walk the talk. Yeah, have to walk the talk. That's so important. I know, and I think it's really interesting. One of the first things I did when I moved to Brighton was um, I, we, we kept walking past, actually, this is a side story. Well, take a, take a side story walk with me. So I kept seeing Kundalini yoga. To the point where, like, we move into this to this apartment. There is a poster on the floor for Kundalini yoga. I see some someone on Facebook talk about Kundalini yoga. I walk past like the central. This is like middle of COVID. There is a Kundalini yoga like retreat thing happening. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this Kundalini yoga thing? Well, then one of um, one of my clients who just enrolled in like in a thing. She's a kundalini yoga teacher. Like the first call we ever have, there is a big gong behind her. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, what the, like what's the gong about? And she's like, oh, I'm a kundalini yoga teacher. And I'm like, oh my God, what a, okay, universe, I'm listening to you. And I and you know, I was talking to my partner about this. We were walking down the seafront because we were doing our like one walk a day, you know, as 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 all people did. And in my favorite like yoga studio down on the beach, there is like big gong plus kundalini yoga workshop starting now. Like they they opened up for like six people and I was like, okay, I have to discover this thing. And as I went, you know, I joined that yoga studio to do the kundalini yoga, which really opened up my whole, you know, really mind and gave me a completely different stress management technique 
because mm-hmm. I, I can't sit in meditation silently. I just, I've never been able to, but in yin yoga, I can meditate for days, like meditative movement all day long, please and thank you. And it makes me a better human in general to be around because that stress doesn't spike. And I can, you know, I can control my emotions better. I'm pretty good at controlling my emotions generally, but I think even internally being able to self-regulate my thoughts, I have become an even better communicator and an even better person, dare I say, with yoga in my life in a way that I, you know, I was doing maybe a yoga workout with video here or there. Um, But it really all started with the, the yogic practice. And it actually made me think about holistically building my business because really when I started building my business, all I wanted to do was like travel and have the laptop lifestyle. And then it was like, oh, okay. What I really want to do is digitize my business so that I didn't have to like always see clients one-to-one. And I think that when it's really, I think it's really quite fascinating that when the yoga happened over COVID and I was like, oh, my body's in, you know, in disarray and I don't feel well and blah, blah, blah. And I'm feeling all this energy from everyone and it's overwhelming that yoga really was one of the key gateways to us building that unforgettable you brand and to think about, okay, well, what is a sustainable business where I can actually go and do yoga every day and where I can actually have the systems and the structures to support the business. And I feel like, you know, it's a really interesting thread that when I talk to yoga teachers or people who work in energy, anything, one of the best things is, well, have you done yoga? (laughs) Like, do you find that? And also, I think, I guess a selfish question here is that, like, how does the cell, like, essential oils play into that? And mm. and you grow your energy using yoga. Because to yeah. me, I use yoga as, like, a self-nourishment thing versus yeah. a expanding thing. I mean, Kudalini yoga sometimes does do expanding, but I feel like that's, yeah. I think it's just different for me. I don't know. I have I have a couple of replies. If I don't answer the essential oil question, will you please remind me? But but one of the things I think it should all fit together. But like your um, what your that story you just shared with me, and thank you for that. And and to the listener um, um, for to meet with shared it with me and the listener. Thank you for that. Um, really kind of demonstrates your evolution or um, your your willingness to grow and evolve because you just said. I started with this vision of being uh, traveling with a laptop and now it's more about like, this is what I want to be able to do every day. You might still travel, but like, and I, I wanted, I wanted to highlight that because I think it's important, especially for the listeners um, and also to remind ourselves that, you know, whatever vision we have for what we're creating in business, in our, our work, our family, our life, you know, that's going to change as we change. It should, at least I hope, you know, and that, and if, if you're, if you're listening to this and even considering working with me, know that like, if you're not devoted to growing and learning, then I'm not your gal, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not your, I'm not your person, you know, <laughs> and, um, and, and that's not to put anyone down, but like, um, but that's just, that's just how it is. And um, yoga is. Like it's vast. It's actually, I think it's everything. Like it's it's an approach to life. It's a philosophy. It's a it's a system of 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 um, practices, philosophies, uh, tenets to live by. 
to live your best life because you're unique. You are unforgettable. You are who you are. And, um, and so in terms of expanding, I think the question was how can yoga be helpful to expand? And what, what I see that as like yoga is the, the toolbox, if we will. And I mean that with the most respect of like removing the shroud, removing the layers that are covering your beautiful inner light. Mm. That's where the energy comes from is unleashing your innate beauty and luminosity. I love that. Do you know why I love that? Because I think whenever I leave yoga and I try, you know, I try and get to yoga at least five times a week. My favorite yoga studio is closed down, set on the beach, but they're mm-hmm. reopening in two months and I'm, I've never been more excited um, <laughs> in my life. Like I've tried different yoga studios, but they're just not the same. Um, anyway, that's a, that's a side side note. But whenever I leave yoga, I feel calmer. And I think that that's where the energy can really shine because you're right. There isn't that like layer of whatever, whatever the bullshit of the day is that everyone experiences, whether you are, you know, you have a team or you don't, or whether you run a business or, or whatever, have 50 other things to do. Whenever I leave, I feel like, oh, centered and I feel calmer and I feel better. And I think you're so right in that it it does, it gives that like shine, you know, like it's like it's the quintessential uh, yoga woman in her like little yoga tights. Like I wish I could be that woman sometimes, but like she's got like the, she's got the jumper wrapped around her waist and she's got like the itty bitty like bra on. My boobs will fall out of that bra, beauty dabs, like my body type is not that but she's got her yoga mat flung over her shoulder a green celery juice and she's like glowing with the world do you know what I mean <laughs> like, that's how and, I- and, that, and that glow that and I just love the word luminous like it's just it's the word that I I hope and want to describe my life actually but like that comes from within yeah it really does it comes from within and you may not you and the listener may not agree with me, but I believe that every single person has that within themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, if you're willing to do the work of unpacking, removing, it's like layers of the onion. And and one of my my teachers, Joseph LePage, always described it as yoga as a way of coming home, coming home to who you are. And I think that's a beautiful way. And to put it in other words, you know. Can I ask you a controversial question? Sure. Yoga, and then we'll yeah. go back to essential oils. So yeah. I think I love yoga, as we have just heard for the last 20 minutes or so. I feel like yoga is very much a men, like a man's game in that I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of it is, don't get me wrong, like, again, I love yoga. I practice it. I, you know, I, I've, I tried different types, et cetera. But I feel like, a lot of the yoga post postures don't take into account the fact that I have an ass and I have uh, boobs that <laughs> can't fold into a crow <laughs> in the same way that a size zero celery juice loving yeah. woman would. You know what I mean? And I feel like there is a bit of a, a, a bit of um, a barrier to entry. I would say if you are more curvy 
And one of my pet projects or will be in the next few years is to like maybe make a TikTok for like yoga for, for women with boobs, like boob yoga. <laughs> because I do think it's different. It's like it's, it, you have just different uh, body capacities. What is your opinion on that? Like I know that that's a bit of a left field question. Yeah, well, and I fall into that category as well. And so um, of, of being curvy. And what, I, what I'll say is that um, what you just described is not, it's what my teacher, Dr. Nanda, calls plastic yoga. <laughs> and um, and and I'll uh, and he has some controversial ways of expressing himself, but he's so spot on. And I think what um, yoga is available to everyone, and it's it's often what and what you described is um, those are the depictions of it that are most prominent in our modern culture and society, and that really doesn't represent. It will definitely, I can emphatically state that it does not represent all of what yoga is. It is that is that a single um, depiction of it. And yoga is so far and goes so much farther and beyond asana, which are the poses. That doesn't discredit your question. It's just that um, you're absolutely right. And there are um, a number of people in the, in the realm of accessible yoga is what it's is is a common name for it but it's it's also like the the tradition that i'm studying now is it's like it was it's always been accessible you know but that but but because of the common um modern uh, depiction of what yoga is we need to we actually need to call something accessible now because it isn't for everyone yeah the most common view of it isn't yeah, and I think it, it depends on like finding the right um the right teacher and finding the right person to guide you is sure. yep. makes a huge difference. There's definitely that too, absolutely. Okay. Um you asked me how uh what was the question about essential oils? How does that fit ah. in? Yeah, so um, how does that so I was going yeah, I was going to I was just going to go there. So if we take <laughs> yoga, right, that's one of the modalities that you like in your yep. uh, that you use in your luminous life um framework. Essential oils is a huge part of that. And I know I have many opinions on network marketing businesses in that I don't think that people should do them. I know that Dawn and I disagree on this, but this is the beauty of having different people do different things. Yeah. Um, talk to me about how you discovered essential oils. Why are they important to you? Um, and I will, I will remain judgment free. <laughs> well, perfect. So I'll, I'll handle the, I'll, I'll definitely want to talk about the oils first and then I can talk about the business model second. So, um, or if, we get um, so the, um, essential oils are like these potent messengers from the plant, and um, and what I what I said I source energy from nature by being in it with intention and awareness and reverence, and um, for me essential oils and uh, the pure and potent ones that I use because there's a wide variety of quality out there. So, but the the um, my oils or the oils that I use, sorry, I don't mean to sound so possessive. My, the oils that I use in my practice, they just get me there faster, uh -huh. right? They're amplifiers, they're accelerators, they're pure essences of the plants that I don't have access to plants from all over the world, but I do now, right? Like the lavender that's grown in Provence, France is different than the lavender that I might, that I do grow in my backyard. And um, and so there's 
there's that. I use them um, to modulate or rate, to self-regulate often, particularly with the energetics, um, because it matters to me, and I'll just make this super quick, but like to smell a bottle of oil, the, the path from your nose to the base of your brain, where is your the amygdala, which is your the reservoir of your memories and uh, the seat of uh, nervous system responses, it's the shortest nervous pathway. This is shortest pathway from from your five senses in the entire body. Okay. And so it's the fastest way to shift your mood. It's the fastest way to shift your perspective. It's the fastest way to clear your, and open your airways. It's the fastest way to invite a perspective that like prepares you for sleep. Like all these things that we've talked about earlier about shifting your energy and that you can't create it. You just move it. It changes form. These are the accelerators in that process. Um, and, and I study in my science career. I mean, I study plants. And so it just it's a logical connection. I was first ex um, exposed to doTERRA essential oils and I used them before and knew about them. But like in a yoga studio and so when it's coupled with yoga that was already an impressionable state you know and that's how I started and that was in 2012 and so um, a lot's changed since then and with respect to the model you know not all essential oils are sold via network marketing there's a few brands that are and the one that I use to Tara is and it's because I I really um, education is required as you sell them, like these couldn't be on the shelf at Target or I don't know what the equivalent kind of chain might be in, in the UK, but you know, you could buy a bottle of oregano and just use it indiscriminately and really cause damage, you know? And so there's education that's required. There's relationships. And I like the, the, um, the, mar and the, I've had a, a coach describe it to me this way, like network marketing, like, I'm in charge as, as one who involved, who is engaged in network marketing. I do so with prioritizing the relationship. I do so from a place of love and compassion and respect and total consent with a person, right? I mean, I'm not there. I want to attract people that are interested in working with me. I'm not chasing anybody. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is a huge shift too. Like we can take that for any business. Ever. I think it's really, really interesting, um, the connection between, you know, smell and your brain and the way that it works. And it's definitely, I could definitely see a, a connection there and why it's important. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm always for education of all sorts. Yep. Yep. I think it's, it's an interesting thing, too, in terms of, like, putting putting all these pieces together, right? And making, like, you are a multi-passionate person and you have all these different with different modalities that have helped you create your specific, you know, luminous life framework. And I think it's, it's an, it's a great segue here, I think, to talk a little bit about how do you then manage to pull it all together from a business perspective? Like where mm -hmm. is spending your energy and where is that energy um, being outsourced and what does that look like? Because I think one of the biggest shifts that you've made, and even in that like description of, of um, being a network marketer, like mm -hmm. the way that you described it maybe like seven months ago or eight months ago is so different to the way that you would describe it today, I would say. Like that's like true CEO badassness. Like <laughs> here, is, here is what it actually is and what it means to me versus like, 
I, I would say maybe seven months ago, it probably wouldn't have been that eloquent of an answer. Very likely. I, at least I hope not. <laughs> so I, I think it's a, it's a re- really interesting segue into, okay, well, here are the modalities that help you manage, nurture, and perhaps unleash more of your energy. Like here, here are the natural resources. And Dawn, by the way, Dawn's got a really great freebie to help you see where you have, t- like where you what depletes your energy and what gives you more energy and it's it's genuinely genius i love it it's love it so much such a great great little thing that will definitely help every single person here um figure out what is it that takes the energy away and what is it that gives them energy and links it to the aspects of nature that we have all around us which is genius like genuinely go and download it now um show notes below (laughs) I think being able to put all these things together and to have a thriving career, to be a researcher, to grow lavender in your garden, to be able to travel with your partner, to be able to run a network marketing business and to be able to run a services business too. I think I I have seen a shift in you and I see it as a, as a, as a mindset shift, truly. And I and I want to explore that further because I think it really does link to your energy, and I think it links to your relationship with your business. Mm. Okay, I have a big smile on my face, and I'm fully receiving that compliment from one of my coaches and mentors. So thank you. <laughs> um, you know, um, okay, so I'm not. Sh- I, I can't. I guess I'll, I can attribute the shift. From a business as a hobby to, uh, I like how you said CEO badassery. I think it's how you said it. <laughs> I feel that I've done that, right? And it, and uh, or I have, well, I certainly have shifted out of doing my business as a hobby. And I am, um, I, I feel like my, the way I put it in words from what I've gone through to get where um, I am that you described so beautifully is I feel like I, I um, maybe I zoomed out. Okay. I looked at everything, right? I kind of like, and I like the analogy of maybe a, an eagle or a bird of prey, like going up in altitude and circling to get a better uh, survey of the landscape. And that landscape was all of these things that I've created or wanting to do and people I wanted to help and all of that. And, you know, I have to um, attribute our, um, your your genius, Elisa, too, to some of this in terms of like, okay, these are how these three pieces might fit together. So you think about that. And then I did. And so that's kind of where we um, came together with this. And I think ultimately I had to think about what I wanted to create for myself and then what I'm able to create for others. And so the Luminous Life Framework path offer is <laughs> coming to fruition now looking for five or six people for this kickstart um kind of offer um implementation of it but it's the road we as we as we wrote it right it's the roadmap to falling in love with your health and your body and doing so from a place of understanding and compassion using methods that are backed by ancient wisdom and modern science so it, 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 it really does bring all the pieces of me um, together in terms of what I've, I've been through and I know and what I've seen works. And 
the first step with any of the work that I do with anyone, but especially this program, is going to be awareness. So this kind of builds, with, uh, starting with what we offer in, in this freebie, and then from there, looking at it in this framework of the five elements that you alluded to, where we're sourcing from nature um, as, as one path to that, and then using the oils in a way that is congruent with each person because it might not be an approach for every person to kind of embrace. Um, and then yogic principles come into play. Um, energy management really pervades the whole thing. And then the piece that I feel like really unique to me in this offer is glucose management. Yeah. All right, blood yeah. glucose management because it's really energy management <laughs> and and kind of bringing all these pieces together it just is so natural and definitely effective so um yeah those are the pieces and how it fits together hopefully i came across in a clear cogent manner i'm not sure <laughs> yeah i love it i love it so much and i feel like you know a lot of the time when i work with people it's not that i give them the ideas or it's not that i come up with a genius marketing plan or help them like zoom out it's I think it's, it is taking those pieces of the puzzle and pulling them all together in a way that 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 pulls it together like a picture frame essentially that yeah. you, are, you are pulling all of these things together and then you are then going forward and figuring out the plan from that place Versus being like, oh, this thing over here is yoga and this thing over here is essential oils and they don't connect in any way, shape or form. I think a lot of the time when entrepreneurs are multi-passionate like you, Dawn, the challenge isn't like creating something from scratch. The challenge is how do we make it all work together in a way that communicates. And I think you just did a beautiful job of communicating that clearly. And I think it's such a needed offer in the world. And it's such a, it's a, such a needed thing for all entrepreneurs. Because how many of us deplete our energy and then don't manage it? And then we're like, I just don't understand why I'm sick all the time. Or I just don't understand why, you know, I have these responses to these specific things. So I think it's it's definitely something for everyone to explore and to look into. Because energy management is one of those essential things that every entrepreneur needs to keep top of mind. Mm, I agree. And I think you used the picture frame reference for your work. And what came to mind for me was braiding, like whether it's hair or a basket or weaving or something. And it kind of like it is kind of putting it together in a congruent way. It was really helpful. So Soul Client Accelerator was just a brilliant program. And so I want to say that on this recording and to you. <laughs> was really it really helped and there were a lot of principles in there um in all of the really generous um video offerings and stuff it's really all there everything you need and so um thanks for that well, thank you for thank you for enrolling and thank you for being such a coachable and amazing student mm. i think People like Dawn come once in a, not once in a blue moon, like people like Dawn, other people that you want to have in all your programs because they are, you know, full of life and full of energy and are, and are willing to show off for themselves even when they don't feel like it or even when they are like, I'm busy and I haven't done the thing and da, 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 but I'm here anyway. And I think that that is, those are the people that I am most excited to work with. And I think that your special flavor of magic Dawn 
is being able to help people come back to themselves is to is to be able to help people feel better emotionally through their physicality and I so seldom see experts like you who come from such an interesting background and there is nothing more I value more than an educated smart woman who takes her education seriously so it's not like you know I will prod I went to a massage recently and the woman like prodded me with her energy and I mean I'm as you know <laughs> I'm quite sensitive to all energetic things and I was like what are you doing what and she was like oh I'm just you know it's an energetic blah blah and I was like uh no you have to ask for permission to prod my energy number one and she was like I'm so sorry <laughs> people are not normally that sensitive but I felt it and I think that what you do really really well is that not only are you able to feel people's energy not only are you able to spot where the where the layers are that need to be prodded and how to do that in the right way through your holistic approach and through mm -hmm. your scientific approach too so I just I love working with you you're a joy and I just I'm so happy that you're here and that we're able to have this conversation yeah, it's been so rich, and um, thank you so much for those reflections. And one last thing I'd like to say, or one thing I'd like to say in response to that is, like, we are, we, every single one of us, so you, listener, and you, Elisa, and me, Dawn Browning, are multidimensional, beautiful, integrated beings. So any approach that promises some fast, you know, solution and it only focuses on one thing, I really, really, I'm very skeptical that it would work. Like you have to look, you certainly have to look at the whole person and take the whole person into account. And I think with respect to energy, we're, we may feel fragmented because we're focusing too much on one aspect of our being and, and not giving attention to the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. I mean, it's all, it's all, we're all of it. And so that does bring me joy. So thank you for, for seeing that and for acknowledging it. Thank you so much for being here. And I will link all the things in the show notes. I okay. hope you download all the things from Dawn and go follow her and stalk her across social media. Um, for now, thank you so much for being part of this Women's Highlight Series, Dawn. It's been a pleasure to have you. And thank you so much, listener, for being here with us today. I hope you have an unforgettable day, and I'll speak to you next time. Bye. <laughs>stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically good news magnetic mavens is here to help you be unforgettable our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story in this membership you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm it's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.